0: Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Thank you so much for joining us. So many reasons I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your generous support. Uh, I know we don't talk about support around here very often, and that's partly because we really have people who just send us a check. They send us a gift through our website. They make a donation through PayPal. Um, and the ministry keeps going, and we are very grateful. We're very grateful. Through the years, we have um, made products available and resources. Our website, which I still think is the best line, is that it sings and dances almost by itself, but it likes it if you'll come and sing and dance with it. So there are a lot of things on the website, Um, a long series of what we call free resources They're often evaluations, outlines, pieces of poetry, prayers, um, many, many resources that we've used through the years here at Modern Homemakers. We also have many products available. Unashamedly, I will say that all of my books that I've written are on the website, and probably the books that I value the most are Loving Life as an At-Home Mom And the secrets to getting more done in less time. And the third one would be finding a mentor, being a mentor. We hope after the first of the year, we'll have some time to talk about mentoring. Through the years, we've had many guests um, in our pulpit, in our platform at Modern Homemakers and here on our podcast. And one of those guests is a friend of mine whose name is Debbie Titus. Um, She is a delightful woman. Um she writ- she written she has written a book uh, that was published in 2006 and it's called The Home Experience The Home Experience Now it's a lovely volume very pictorial beautiful paper not inexpensive but beautiful and today I want to talk a little bit about the days ahead of us We are looking at the middle of November, and we're now thinking in a couple of weeks it will be the day of Thanksgiving. And then following the day of Thanksgiving begins much preparation for the day of Christmas. Now, we here at Modern Homemakers have for decades... Um, prepared for Christmas with a heart of preparing for the celebration of the birth of Christ. And we continue to do that. We make a pretty big deal out of family and table. There are a number of video resources on our website done by yours truly, The Power of the Table, which is one of my favorite things I've ever done. I remember coming to that research and data finding the scriptures that uh, acknowledge that the t- height of our table that we eat off today is the exact same height of the table that was a part of the tabernacle that Moses built for the children of Israel uh, by, directed by God. We talk about hospitality. We have um, a four-hour video program, which I think you can buy one hour at a time. And those are the things that we talk about preparing your heart. We call it home for Christmas, preparing your heart home for Christmas. And in that four-hour series, we talk about how to get organized. We talk about how to buy gifts. We talk about how to decorate gifts. And we talk about Advent Christmas traditions that are Christ-centered. And we're going to talk about some of those things here live, taking some of the materials. So you may not want to sit down and listen to a whole hour of this material. I hope you will. I'd love for you to gather four or five friends together sometime for an evening in November. And let me talk to you about all things Christmas and start with a few things about Thanksgiving. And so today, I'd like to read something to you that we've used for decades at our house. It's called the Five Grains of Corn. And we were always thinking about Thanksgiving and the meal. But then with children in the household, how do Thanksgiving begin? And all the questions they want to ask. And then how do we incorporate like we do regularly around our table, and that is having some form of sharing experience. We have these little candle clips that were my mother's They are a Scandinavian tradition, and they clipped them on the Christmas tree and put a live candle inside the clip, and voila, you had live candles on your very fresh Christmas tree. We put them on our saucers now and light the candle and use it as a way to go around the table sharing something impersonal about our own lives, something we're grateful for. We found this tradition of the five grains of corn, I don't remember where, but it described the fact that when New England's first custom of Thanksgiving time began, they would place five grains of corn at every plate as a reminder of the stern days of the first winter when the food of the pilgrims was so depleted they only had five grains of corn, Ration to each individual at a time. Now, folk or folklore, history, fact, or fiction, uh, it was a great opportunity, and we would take an ear of corn. Part of the decoration for Thanksgiving at our house on the table is always fresh vegetables in a cornucopia spilling out, potatoes and carrots, and onions and pears apples just spread out along the table, corns of cob that have been dried and are beautiful in color are a part of that. We take five grains of corn and we wrap them up in a little piece of cellophane, a little piece of netting, and we put them as a favor in front of each table. Now my mother-in-law, when she was alive, uh, she used to look at the corn and say, do I have to share, honey? because sharing for her was very hard. But because she was the senior at the table, she could pass if she wanted to. And we seldom, but we did find from time to time people who preferred to pass. But we were training the children and each other to pause long enough to say, what were the five things I'm most grateful for? The pilgrims wanted their children to remember the sacrifices. They wanted to keep that memory alive of the 60-day, 63-day trip that it took them on the Mayflower in 1620. They desired to keep alive the thought of that stern rock-bound coast, its inhospitable welcome, and the first terrible winter which took such a toll on lives. They did not want their descendants to forget that on the day which their ration was reduced to five cranes of corn, only seven healthy colonists remained to nurse the sick, and nearly half their members lay in the windswept graveyards on the hill. The use of the five corns placed by each plate was a fitting remembrance of a heroic past. Symbolically, we use it in our life to remember and to be grateful for the kinds of things that God has done for us. And that's a free resource. Um, on our website as you think about your Thanksgiving. Now, I've given you an idea, a simple economic way to decorate your table. All the fruits and vegetables will be used on the turkey soup we make the next day. And now I've given you an idea to have conversation around your table. And then I want to take from Debbie Titus's book, what she calls the three main points and she uses this out of Matthew 25 and 21. And that passage is um, where we've been given something, we've given an amount of money, and we want to know what we're able to do with it. And Matthew 25:21 says, "You were faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things." Enter into the joy of your master. And Debbie calls that the use what you have principle. And I love that. I, I love that so much. I love using what you have and boasting of it. And This is the a different glass at everybody's table because I don't have 12 glasses that match. A different set of silverware. Remember a young friend when we were very first married, we had dinner in her house and I noticed the silverware. And she said, well... We didn't get good silver when we got married. We began buying a play setting whenever we saw one we really liked. So now we have 12 different play settings, some from the antique store and some from the department store. I thought it was a charming idea and it was so fun and it was a way to use what you have. So there are three points to that. One, we should have an attitude toward the material things that we have and believe that God has trusted us with them. Two, We should be responsible to care for those possessions. For what we have, we should take good care of them. Three, the end result of caring for them, depending on how we decide to manage and use them. So this is a very important three points to me because I think my attitude about what I have is an absolute um, decision maker or a decision breaker You remember the story Jesus told the three servants whose master was preparing to go on a journey and the master entrusted a portion of property to each servant according to that servant's ability. Two of the servants accepted their charge with grateful and positive attitude. The third had a negative attitude. When the master returned and asked for accounting, the three servants, one who had buried his talent and did not use it wisely, responded very foolishly and angrily. In his bitterness, he became irrational and defensive toward the ones who had provided for him. So the best possible way to use what you have is to share it with others. The best possible way is to use what you have and share it with others. And let me say to you that if you don't do that, you will find yourself having a very negative outlook. If I only had, if we had, they have, we should. Your attitude toward your home and your material possessions, your money, and these things affects the quality of your life. So as we get into this Heavily commercial season. Bye, 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 bye. More, 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 more. How do you feed a dinosaur? More. These are the times to make the best possible choices and being glad for what you have and not looking for more, having a grateful heart. The second is your responsibility. The story illustrates that our master will give us responsibility according to our ability. Our master also will return to see how we have managed what we have been committed to. Our responsibility is to multiply what God has given us. What has God given you? In Matthew 25, we read when he says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful of few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master are you faithful with a few things? If you're not faithful with a few things, the the passage indicates that there will not be more given to you to steward. In fact, there may be less. What do you do with what you have? How do you spend your income? Seriously, how do you spend your income? Every dime, every nickel, every penny. I think people who have more find it easier to spend carelessly or casually. I've said this for decades now, and I say it to myself more and more. It's been a long day today. I've been in the studio or in the office all day. It's nearing the five o'clock hour on this day that we are recording. And I always say, if you don't know what you're going to have for dinner by four o'clock, it'll be expensive and probably not good for you. So this morning, I was thinking about that because recently, my husband and I have found, oh, it's just the two of us, and he'll say, well, maybe I'll run out and get something. Well, whatever he runs out to get is never inexpensive. Today, fast food is very expensive. It's often not so good for us, like Pete's Fish and Chips, Fried fish and fried potatoes. Mm, yum, yum, in the tongue, especially when you're hungry. And it's not too expensive, but it's not very good for us. So how do you maintain what you have? Are you careful with what you have? Do you make the pot of soup? Are you willing to eat the pot of soup three nights in a row because you made a big pot and it was economical and it was easy to serve hot and have around your table together? Maintaining what you have, your responsibility. And lastly, the third point, is your net results. Multiplication and fruitfulness are the rewards of gratefully sharing what you have with others and caring for what you have. I have to tell you, gals, that uh, my husband and I have been very intentional about this. And as we age, we stand sometimes with tears and hands held up to the Lord saying, Thank you, Father. You have given us so much. You have given us spaces to share. You have given us plates to share food on. You have given us time and interest and talents to share. And we pray, Father, that you receive them as we give them. My my most important part in thinking about this third point in our end results is the notion that each one of you who has said yes to Christ, have received from God, not at birth, but at rebirth. And you know, we're reborn many times in our life. I can remember the first time I thought, I made another, oh, am I reborn again? No, what I had done was made another surrender. And when I surrender, I have a new birth to another side of life. And in these moments, we give our gifts away. And when we receive gifts from God, he calls us to use them. If you have heard me teach more than 15 or 20 times, you've heard me talk about this gift that God has given me, these spiritual gifts that he gave me. It was his choice, but I recognized what they were, not only because I took an inventory, but because I asked people who loved me and saw what I was doing, and they affirmed those gifts. And when I stand before God, like the servants, when Jesus came back to find out what they had done when the master came back, like the servants, will you be able to say, here are my gifts. I trashed them, I thrashed them, I crumbled them. They're almost worn out from use. Or will your gifts be in a beautiful, pristine box wrapped with a ribbon and paper and you'll hand them back to God and he will ask you why did you not use them why did you not use the gifts that I gave you so what he has given you is a gift from him and I encourage you to use them and more than that I encourage you to give him gratefulness for what he has given you in these practical ways I'm not insulted when I'm invited to someone's home where the carpets show a sign of wear, the arms of the furniture are a bit soiled, the serving dishes are chipped. Rather, it's a compliment to know that my hosts are sharing what they have. While I am with them, I will undoubtedly glean kingdom principles from their character because I have looked for them. Like you and I, we have opportunities to do that. A very precious friend of ours, had a daughter who got herself in a lot of trouble and wound up in prison. And she had three children. After she served her prison term, she left and had nothing. They, they had nothing. Many of us gathered to help them get established, but I will never forget going to a used store like Goodwill and I bought some mixed-matched dishes and cups and saucers and glasses. Put them in a big box and brought them. And the three children counted the plates, said to their mom, Mom, look, we have one, two, counted to six. We have six plates. I was never so touched by anything. Six plates. Uh, I had at home two sets of china, and I was grateful to have them one I inherited and one that we bought. But these children were so grateful for six plates, and it reminded me that what God gives us, whatever it is, we are to be grateful for it. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. I'm very glad you joined us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of using what you have to serve.